Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, I really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080 The Fan. Welcome in on this Sunday morning. The Sports Sunday. It is me, Joe Fisher, Rashad Taylor across the glass from me. We're some tired boys today, aren't we? Well, you know, it's wedding season. So you're going to be working. I'm going to be going. So... It's so fact, though, we're going to be tired for a lot of the summer, it seems like. Yeah, well, last night, you know, the I, I did DJ a wedding, but it was for some friends. And uh, it was uh, good, close friends, but there's a lot of people there that I haven't seen in years and I grew up with. And you don't get to go to the after party usually with the, the wedding party for weddings when I DJ them for people that I don't know, right? But this group I knew, and uh, they opened their home to me, and they opened the Airbnb. So I was out partying uh, in Dayton last night, basically until like 2.30 in the morning. So. It's a hell of a place to be kicking it and just partying. Good it's old Dayton, Oregon. Dayton, you know? Oregon. So uh, I was in Woodland, <laughs> Washington. And Sound, sounds about the same. Right, you know. <laughs> so initially I thought the wedding was going to be in the center, and then we went a little bit further. And, uh, you know, we were both baking in the sun, bro. You know, you were out there on the ones and twos, uh, and I was just trying not to not to melt in what felt like a three-piece suit. Oh, boy. The, you should, <laughs> the wedding I was at, I felt terrible because, uh, and they planned for this the day before, but basically where the sun was setting, it was like, well, either the groomsmen uh, – have to stand in the sun for the ceremony or the bridesmaids and the bridesmaids they have all this makeup and hairspray so of course the, of course the guys have to suffer the most oh yeah and I, I was looking at them in the middle of this ceremony and the, just the looks on all their faces i could tell just like get this over with i'm no. dying no here. the you know the grooms and had jackets you know they had blazers but considering the heat, they were all like, yep, nope, it's suspenders today. That's all we're going to do. My buddy in the bridal party, he comes back after it and just he's bald and just beads of sweat like all over his head. He just hey, it looks like he just got to run in at the gym. I mean, shout out to the big guys that went to, you know, that went to do outdoor activities despite being huge. Maybe didn't bring a towel 
or a handkerchief or anything just to, you know, there's a guy in front of me, uh, his name is Big James, and, man, this guy, you know, he's a he's a good 290, you know, maybe a little bigger. Big James. Yeah, man, and, you know, bald head and was just dying in the sun. You know, I offered him my, you know, my handkerchief and everything. He was like, oh, no, I'm good, bro. It's like, no, you're not, <laughs> no, man. I we see can all see here. that you're not good right now. I, I so, offered this handkerchief for yes, a reason. please. Take I, it. Mind you, I'm just, I'm wearing... Which is the dumbest thing ever, people. I don't know what I was thinking, Joe. This is I know he, exactly. No, I'll, I'll take it back. I know exactly what I was thinking. I'm going to kill him when I get to this wedding, bro. Look how great I look. And look when I was in the mirror. This, this drip. In my, in my air-conditioned home, I'm like, man, I'm about to kill him when I get out there. And sure enough. <laughs> yeah, good, uh, good qualifier there in it, the air-conditioned home. Yeah, seriously. It was like, man, I'm like, oh, man, this is. I'm not going to have no problem with this. This feels good. Man, it was like I was baking myself like and just i had this 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 blazer and this vest and a shirt and a tie and the vest was just like sealing it all all Ooh, in it was like I was, it, it was like tinfoil on me and i was just getting tender underneath it was just baking slow and <laughs> i had to i couldn't wait to take off at least the tie as soon as i took the tie off it's like oh Oh my gosh! Oh, that's breeze. I feel like that's what a good chunk of the people did last night after the wedding and the ceremony was over. I think like three of the brothers of the bride went inside and changed into their normal clothes. I was trying to, yeah, I went into this wedding. I'm like, you know what? The last one I wore like a polo and jeans and some nice shoes. I'm like, let's class it up. Let's get some slacks. Let's get a a shirt with a tie. Let's bring the blazer just in case. Yeah. The blazer was never put on yesterday at any point. And I was an idiot. I was like, I'm going to keep it on for a while. And then after a point, I didn't even really. I respect the hustle, Rashad. Didn't register. I mean, if I'm going to a wedding and I had to go solo, I was like, I'm going to look amazing. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Fellas, it's okay to. And some of the guys, okay, when we're going to weddings, it's okay to, to dress it up a little bit, okay? If, there's, if, if, if you're wearing cargo shorts to a wedding, like, I mean, unless this wedding is, like, on the beach somewhere or, like, at a surf convention or something like that, then we need to at least have some really nice shorts. And they make those, and you can get some nice shorts from nice places. But if you're going to wear a suit, man, get a brown, get a blue, Get a gray. If you have those three suits, you can wear any of those combinations at any point. You can wear the gray jacket, your brown pants, your gray jacket, your blue pants, vice versa. There's so many different combinations you can wear with those. So, fellas, do yourself a favor. Go to, I don't know, JCPenney isn't expensive. And there's one. Is there one in uh, Washington Square? Is JCPenney? Penny still around? Yes, it is. Certain places. They, there's, they still thriving? There's one in Clackamas. And if you go to Clackamas, fellas, you can get yourself a nice, nice little suit. Michael Strahan has a pretty nice line of suits. They're not very <laughs> expensive. For real, they're, they're not very expensive. A blue suit, a brown suit, a gray suit. You can wear any of those combinations at any time. Those are important things to have, fellas. I went with the gray shirt, black pants yesterday. That's a, that's a, that's a great one, too. It worked. It's it worked. a great one, too. Black tie. Uh, I have this nice green tie, Ooh. and I went to accent the gray. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Look at you. It was a, a successful evening, but honestly, Rashad, I, I kind of screwed myself these last few days and the next few days because, uh, again, I, I'm married to the game of golf, right? So knowing I have a wedding yesterday, and I'm like, all right, so I got to be there at 1 to get ready. So if I get if I go golfing, I need to be done by maybe 11 a.m. at the late. 
okay, so I can I can get in maybe like a seven a.m. tea time, something like that. Whew. I'm talking to a buddy, asking him if he's playing. He's like, yeah, man, I'm playing thirty six tomorrow. I'm my first round's at six twelve a.m. Hey, bro, honestly, that might work out well for me. If you need one more, I need to be done with my round of golf real early. So I was up at five a.m. yesterday to get in the round of golf. Um, the day before. I was, uh, I believe that was Friday, also up at like 6 a.m. Today, had to wake up at 7.30 a.m. for this show. And then on Tuesday is our 1080 The Fan Golf Classic. Guess who's got to be down at Langdon Farms at like 6 a.m., 6.30 that day for our loyal listeners and clients to DJ get Fish ready sticks. for the... Yep, I'll be there. Oh my God, man. So, uh, five hours of sleep last night. The night before, another five hours of sleep. And then we're going to be looking at hopefully, hopefully I can get it up to six before Tuesday, but uh, it's, I'm going to be a mess by the middle of the week. Yeah, man. That's, that's tough, man. You're, you're a hard worker and you deserve some type of award or like day off or something like that. You know, you're, you're a hard worker. If you're management, if you're listening, Joe Fisher (laughs) needs a break. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He's out here working hard and doing it for the, doing it for the people. Trust me. I don't think that we'll be here next Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> After talking to you about, like, hey, do you have Fourth of July plans? Like, all right, well, I don't either, but, you know, something might pop up. You know, we'll, well see. Well, definitely not fireworks. We'll, yeah, that's true. We'll play it by ear. We'll see it. After this week, uh, I think by the time Saturday rolls around, I will want never want to do a show less. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next Sunday. Absolutely. It's going to be nice to get that, you know, maybe a a couple of extra even this, hours of sleep. Even this morning, I was still just like, oh, boy. I text Mike at like seven forty five. I'm like, "You're not coming in today, by chance, right?" Yeah, no, no. He's he's definitely not. Last I talked to Lynch, he was like, "Uh, still don't think I'll be in on Sunday." So Hopefully, Mike take is your, uh, take your time. Yeah, Mike is back by. Uh, well, if we're not here next week, July eighth, I believe. Well, no, that's not right at all. July tenth, I think, would be the following Sunday uh, that he would be joining us. But we are joining you on this Sunday. You are joining us on this Sunday. And we've got plenty to talk about because we had a lot of Blazer stuff happen over the week. Uh, we had a big trade, landed a player, uh, landed a player in the draft as well. I want to talk about uh, something where the tables have now turned for Portland Trailblazer fans. We'll get that to in the end of the first hour. And uh, we can talk about the draft, you know, those big three, what uh player you think of Bancaro, Holmgren, and Jabari Smith went to like the best spot, best situation for them. Um, because I think that it's kind of like tier one, those three, and then everybody else. Uh, so we can go over the draft. Uh, we'll get to plenty of other stuff. Something will pop up, and I'm sure take away a segment. You know, that usually happens on just about every show on 1080 Fan. But we will start next with the Portland Trailblazers in the week that we just had. I think that we should start with the first puzzle piece that was put in, and that was uh, the Jeremy Grant trade that happened the day before the draft. So we will get to that next. Got Rashad Taylor, Joe Fisher. Hit us up on the text line, 503-250-1080. You can reach us on Twitter at TaylorMade503 or at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H. Text, tweet us, interact. But we will get to the Blazers making moves. Something that we're not used to over these last few years. Get to that next Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. 
Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Indeed it is. Mike Lynch hopefully going to be joining us in a couple weeks. <laughs> I like how I'm just like basically determining now that we're not having a show next week. Oh, no, I think it's, <laughs> we've put it out there in the atmosphere. And, and the people know. You know, it's, it's going to be, you know, we're here for the people. You know, but we also want to be, you know, there for the family and the other stuff too. So, I mean, that might be one of those days. It'll probably be really hot. There'll be a lot going on for the weekend. So for, it's an I, extended 4th of yeah, July weekend. You don't really need us for 4th of July, do you? No. I don't think so. We've done 4th of July shows before, though. Yeah, we Yeah, have. we typically, we, we very seldom I want to say maybe last year. It was, yeah. Like, if it's on a Monday this year. There's, then... there's only been a couple of, of times to where we just haven't had shows. You know, like it's some flag day being one of them. Yeah. Right. Boxing day. Yep. You know, there are certain just yep. the really important holidays are the ones that we we tend to be able. And then like if you and Lynch are gone or me and or, or, and you are gone, then OK, well, we can go without having a show, you know, for the day. I remember one time Lynch did the whole thing by himself. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I tried to do that with Hot Corner. Never again. Best of shows. Yeah. I, from that point. Uh, I learned why best of shows are things. I need to. I need to know. I need to know now. Do you really know, go back and find cl- the good clips, or do you just find a clip and play it? Um, you'd have to ask Mike about that. I because he obviously he knows of bits and segments. Like, oh, I remember a couple weeks ago they were talking about this. This was really you know funny or whatever. Like, Mike's got that show unlocked to where he not, he is grabbing some good segments that are quote unquote the best. But other, I'm sure he's just like, all right, let's just grab this one. Let's throw this one in here. Yeah. Throw this one on from a week ago. Oh, Let what's me this throw say? this in here. Let me put what's this, this there. 2015, I'll play it. it you sounds know, good. He was kind of uh, like the Blazers. Let's throw a second-round pick in here. Let's throw in a second-round pick here. Here's our 2025 first-round pick for the Bucks, and we get Jeremy Grant. Man, I've been saying that, you know, we've got a Kevin Costner this thing. From draft day, and that's exactly <laughs> you did. That's exactly what happened, you know. And it's so crazy because I think you know. Well, I'll let you set it up first, bro. Well, you know because I don't, some people don't know what happened, and if you don't know what happened, then you're probably your phone has been off. Uh, your 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 televisions haven't been working. Welcome to reality. Yeah. The weather's been nice. They have been maybe outside. No, and maybe that's know? a reason people don't know. Catching those sun vibes, yeah, but. Um, Jeremy Grant is now a Portland Trailblazer, and the biggest concern leading up to it was how the Blazers were going to get him, and a lot of uh, concern about if they were going to use that number seven overall pick to get him. And I believe Rashad last week, I even said that that Christian Wood trade had changed things. Because if you're getting a player like Christian Wood and only having to give up really the 26 overall pick and a couple of bench warmers, Jeremy Grant is you can not the seventh overall pick worthy of g- giving that pick up for him. And uh, I think that seeing the Blazers give up that 2025 first round pick from the Bucks, that was exactly what we wanted to see. Um, in fact, I made a meme. You know the Drake meme where he's looking away at something he doesn't like and then he's pointing at something he does? Yeah. Looking away at Jeremy Grant for a seventh overall pick, but yeah, definitely, definitely down with Jeremy Grant for a 2025 first round pick that belongs to the Bucks. You know, when you when you look at this, like initially when we were talking about Jeremy Grant again for the seventh pick, no thank you, or for a, a 
a solid piece of the puzzle, like an Azir Little or something like that, yeah, and I'm, I'm good. I'd rather roll the dice with, you know, the young boys and see where we go from there. So to sprinkle a little fairy dust on things and get Jeremy Grant, who is a very good player. Olympian. I don't want I don't want anybody to believe that I think Jeremy Grant is trash or anything like that because I don't. What I don't think is he is the answer to your problems as far as getting to the promised land. However, can he be a solid piece to pair along with Dame and Ant? Absolutely. And then you throw a Nurkic in there. So now all of a sudden what this does, and this is what Blazer fans I think have been looking for for a minute, it takes the pressure off of Nurkic. Because now we don't have to worry about him being a consistent scorer. Because he can be that. But now Nurkic can really try to focus on being a better defender and and hopefully not fouling out of games, focus on rebounding and some of those other things. The thing that Cantor, I thought Cantor was a better fit at the center than Nurkic was. Because Cantor did the things that you needed him to do it, as far as offensively. You know, got you rebounds. Uh, was able to, you know, get shots, a lot of putbacks inside. You're not really drawing up a lot of plays for Cantor. You know, no. his defensively is really where, you know, he struggled. But on the, I, on the <laughs> offensive end, like, he was great for just playing his role. Nurkic needs shots for him to be good. So what Jeremy Grant does, he takes, he makes Nurkic a, a, a fourth option all of a sudden. And now he can worry about just maybe getting rebounds and putbacks and focus more on the defensive end. And that's how he can impact winning as opposed to trying to be uh, a scoring threat because I think Grant's going to average about f- 15, 16 a game. There's a good chance he could go back to Denver, Jeremy Grant, and he's only averaging, you know, 11 or 12. I think on a winning Blazers team, if you win 50-something games, that 11 or 12 points a, a night was great. Pippen, when he played for the Blazers, averaged like 12 points. It wasn't 27. It wasn't 20. It was like 12 or 13. It wasn't like a whole, whole bunch of points. But he impacted winning. And I think Jeremy Grant is the type of guy that could definitely impact the Blazers' chances of winning. What I love for this uh, team, too, is getting a player like him for Nazir Little and Anthony Simons. Because obviously both those players took a step forward last year. But you don't want to put so much pressure on them now. I think this earlier in their careers where it's like, all right, well, CJ's gone. We totally remade this team. And now outside of Dame, we need you guys to step up. Anthony, you're going to have to be our second leading scorer and Nas, you're going to have to be one of our best defenders. You're going to have to be a consistent score. Like that pressure is a little, there's less of that because Jeremy Grant, obviously with his stats, his skill set, what he's known to do in the league, they're going to look to him to be maybe a second or third guy to Dame, probably third because Anthony's going to get a lot of shots. He obviously can score, but I, I really like that for those reasons, just because here you have a veteran. He's been in the league since 2014. Um, proven. He's uh, You were right on the money with those averages, too. Like Detroit, 22, 20 points. And then in Denver, the year before those uh, in Detroit, he had those 12 points. Mm-hmm. So you're right. He could go to that um, where he is not as offensively focused for the Blazers. But as you can see in Detroit, he can get buckets. Yeah. And and that's, I mean, and people, a lot of people say, you know, well, you play for Detroit. And you know how hard it is to average 20 in the NBA? Like, it's a tough, there's a reason only like maybe 17 to 20 something, 20 guys in the league average at least 20. Like, it's not a long, long list of guys who are just putting up those, that, uh, that amount of buckets. So, yeah, it's a tough thing to do. And so to average that, to get 20 once is like, man, that's a great game. 
Like, if Nazir Little comes out and gives us, you know, two 20-point games and, like, you know, six, seven games, like, man, that's, he had a couple games where he had 20 in there. So just, like, with James Harden, he averaged 22, and everybody's like, man, what's wrong with James Harden? Sucks, you know, like it's but it's tough to Off average night, yeah, right. But it's tough to average, you know, that that many points. So coming here, he's obviously going to get less shots, uh, not as not as great a score as Dame is. Um, I I think Ant has really showed his worth, you know, as far as being potentially an elite score in this league. So I think he's going to get you know a, a decent amount of shots for the season. But Jeremy Grant is going to have to figure out how to work himself in. If so if there's going to be a transition with the Blazers, it's going to be how does how does this score? How do we work this guy in and make sure everybody is happy? That's always the biggest thing with free agents and and trades and things being made is like, yes, on paper this team is much better. However, the games aren't played on paper. And so we have to be able to see how people mesh in certain situations. And that was a big problem with the Lakers. Is why they got all this talent and they should be better, but why aren't there? Something's not meshing somewhere for them to be this bad and so that's the fear is that you know they just won't find that continuity or if they do find it it might take a little longer to do but I think Jeremy Grant is a huge pickup it's exactly the type of player the Blazers need again I think a lot of people didn't want to mortgage potentially the future on Jeremy Grant because there's a good chance he could still he could still leave you know, he's a, he this assignment was this was in a he was traded, so I think he has what another two years on his contract, another year and a half. Um, this is his final year of his contract. So there's a good chance, not great. There's a good chance Jeremy Grant could you know potentially test free agency. So this has to work this year in order for uh, a guy like Grant to say, okay, this is this is where I where I need to be. Well, and I believe uh, Jeremy Grant, like if he signs before a certain date, uh, the Blazers can give him a certain amount, certain contract, whatever. Um, but I was reading on this week that the Blazers had and well, really the last few months is that, to me, this team got better and they didn't have to sacrifice as a lot of financial flexibility. I mean, like, yeah, you got Grant, but he's on a one-year deal. If, right. it, if it really goes awry and doesn't work out, you either don't re-sign him or you get him on the cheap next year. Um, who we're going to get to next. I mean, you got a guy on a rookie deal now, Shaden Sharp. Um, so you want to, and then again, with the development of Little and Nausea, or excuse me, Anthony, you improve there as well. I think also having like a Nas and Jeremy Grant out there, I have more confidence in that than an Alfred Gamino or Mo Harkless. 100%. 100%. I was going to say, like, I think the player that people are – are hoping that Jeremy Grant doesn't turn out to be as Al Farouk Amino. Or uh, I'll go one better, Travis Outlaw. Like somebody um, that's like, a, yeah. you know, oh, there, there, are, there are these moments where it's like, okay, that could be good. But then there are, these, there, there are more moments where it's like, oh, this guy is really bad. Get him out of the game. And so I'm thinking the, the hopes is that he can be more Nicholas Batum. Because when Nick Batum was here, I think he was a player that was underappreciated. You know, but then you realize you need a guy that gets you 13, 14 consistently a night. Like, maybe you don't need him to go off for 20-something, but if he can get you that consistent 13 or 14 every night, play some great defense on the other end, you've got a chance to win. And if Jeremy Grant or even if Nazir Little's career can kind of be that, then that's good. Nick Batum is still playing in the NBA. 
Nick Batum, I think he's a free agent this year, so he's probably going to get some money again somewhere. Yeah, I know the so, Clippers and yeah. him were maybe trying to work something so, out. So, I mean, so, yeah, people are still trying to work out deals with Nick Batum because he is a valuable piece. And I think that Nazir and, really, Jeremy Grant can play that role as they get ready to move forward. So, um, I went from hating the idea of Jeremy Grant being here to absolutely loving it, and now there's still moves that can be made. There's still some free agency moves that – can potentially be made. And so things are looking forward or looking up for Blazer fans, which is, again, not something that we're used to saying at this point in June. Correct. Uh, now, looking at the Blazers roster, and as you mentioned, free agency is approaching. It'll be interesting to see how much they can actually do because now you've got money wrapped up with uh, the first-round pick. Right. But um, you did have the trade exception, and this was one of the nice parts with the grant move is that you had – C.J. McCollum's trade exception of like $20 million that covered that. So you're you're good there. It's just a matter of if, which is likely, you re-sign Nurkic, there's money gone there, how much of that do you have left to play around with? Right. Uh, to get a couple veterans, some wings. Uh, I mean, you're probably going to need a third point guard. I mean, when it, Dame and Anthony aren't out there, who's going to be running the ball up there? Or do you swing for the fences? And, you know, there's a lot. The first text that we got is like, KD to Portland should be the only the only story. <laughs> oh, and, we're, we'll get to that yeah, at, at and, the end of this hour. And for I think sure. there's there's a couple ways you can look at this. You can, you know, just try to, you know, get a make make connection and 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 get a hit. You can try to do that or you can swing for the fences and try to hit a home run. And at this point, if you're the Blazers, I, I think you try to go from home runs. You're going for for home runs and triples at this point. Hell, uh, I think we're. Uh, Rob was saying earlier this week is that we were so used to hitting singles. Now we're getting some doubles with Joe Cronin. Rashad wants home runs, though. Uh, no, I'm not saying I want home runs. Well, yes, it would be nice. I mean, it, again, hell yeah. we, <laughs> we've we've never had a home run. It's, imagine playing a 20-year baseball career and never having a home run, <laughs> you know, never having a triple, not even like a – uh, uh, in in the park, you know, what I'm saying home like nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where so, there are some errors thrown around. Yeah, like there's never been anything like that. So yes, to finally hit a home run and not just a home run, but a grand slam would be a, a game winning grand slam. Like, come on, man, walk off. That would be amazing. <laughs> and so yes, that's that's what we're all hoping for. And I think every Blazer fan is always hoping for the grand slam. Yes, and what Blazer fans are hoping for is a grand slam is Shane Sharp. The youngster, 19-year-old out of technically Kentucky, gets drafted by the Blazers at number seven overall. We'll talk about him next, the newest Portland Blazer on Sports Sunday. But first, Sports Center update. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. This is my best friend. His name's Joe Fish. This song, uh, this song went off last night. Oh, absolutely, it does. I already know. I, I'm just gonna say the the wedding party, the bride and groom that I had last night, they they were great about music. I I had a lot of creative control as far as what songs I could play. Uncensored versions. I almost got away with WAP at the end of the evening. Ooh. I wanted to. Ooh. I wanted to. The ladies so would have went crazy for that because oh, yeah. it's a quote unquote demeaning song, whatever. It's empower <laughs> hey man, I think it's empowering ladies. You That's what, what yeah, it's a it's a sexual positive yeah, song. I like it. And I remember I first heard it, I was like, Oh my God. 
Rewind. Let's a, hear it again. A, a, a mop and a bucket. Yeah, and a bucket. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, Lizzo. Truth hurts. Hey, man. Lizzo. But, is... I put that one on. Oh, boy. I, I felt like people started coming out of the forest, out of the trees, onto the dance floor. You know, there's a Lizzo makes music. She, to me, to, to <laughs> yes, me, she does she's, make music. Well, she's in the category. <laughs> I'm saying, but the music she makes, she's in the category with people like uh, Lady Gaga, people like almost like in the Beyonce, like there is like the body positive, you know what I'm saying, sex forward kind of thinking that she has. Uh, and especially, you know, being a bigger girl, like, and really being able to, to and flaunting that stuff and being okay in your skin, like, that's that's huge for a lot of people. And so I think she's one of those people that makes music that's just when you hear it, it's like, that's a good song. Like, that's a that's almost like a, a festival-type song, you know, that she makes. So that's what I mean when I say she makes Lady Gaga-esque, you know, music. She's not bad. Yeah, Lizzo, <laughs> she gets a pass. Yeah, I'll, I'll mess with her. Rashad, you're probably looking over here like, dude, what the hell is yeah, wrong? Yeah, it's like, with are you Jeremy? okay, bro? Cramp mid show. I was about to say, are, 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 are is your team losing or something like that? <laughs> Cramp on the back thigh right now, starting oh, to go away. Been there, got to power through it. Been oh, there. God. Oh god, been I feel there. like I feel like an athlete right now. I think we've all been there in one way or the other. Got to roll this out, get back on the floor. Oh boy, you'll be all right. <laughs> you'll be all right. Oh, It'll god. happen. Just move slow. <sighs> More water, Joe. More water. And bananas. All right. Banana in the car sharp. if you'd like. What was that? I have a banana in the car if you'd like. Bro, I might have you go get that during the I got break. you. I'm hungry <laughs> as hell, too. Uh, Shaden Sharp, our newest Portland Trailblazer. The youngin, 19 years old. He uh, is a reclassification as far as uh, his recruiting class. He was the number one recruit in the class of 2022. So technically, he should be this year's number one pick going into next year. Yeah, it should be going into Kentucky this year, his first year as a player. But he reclassified to the 2021 class, as many kids do. Ended up in Kentucky. Pretty sure he did not play a single minute is what I heard. No, I can't Um, even find a Kentucky highlight. He's wearing shirts, but. He got there in like January or February and just obviously couldn't see the floor because Kentucky is usually pretty deep. But Shaden Sharp was the number one overall player in the country for next year, the 2022 recruiting class. Reclassifies. Now he's this year and he goes number seven to the Portland Trailblazers. Rashad, I will let you go. First, and then I'll share my opinions on this because with this team's history with guards, I thought it was an interesting move, but I I feel a certain way about it. I mean, it's hard to feel away for me because if he really is supposed to be the number one recruit for this year's class, for the class of twenty two, um, that probably that means he's the he would have been probably the number one pick for next year's draft. Yeah, so. Essentially, we just got the number one pick in the draft for next year. So maybe that CJ trade did work out the way that it was supposed to because essentially we end up getting a guy who's on the 2023 draft boards is probably going to be a first, second, or third choice taken, you know, depending on how the season goes and things like that or which European player we hear about last minute. So I, I like the move. And again, at the seventh pick, like how mad can you be about whomever you get at that point. I remember we drafted a guy at six named Damian Lillard. And I'll be real, I was pissed about it. Who? 
the hell is Damian Lillard from Weber? The guard? What? Like, why? That's silly, you know? And well, what do I you mean- know? What do you know? It ended up working out, and he is one of the top 10, you know, top 12 players in the NBA. And so you've got a superstar in Damian Lillard. Well, yeah, but you got O'Shea to thank for that. I mean, that's just, you know, that's the just, genius of Neil O'Shea. That- and you know what? And for years, we, and you know what? He did it twice because the next year he drafted CJ. And so we're like, okay, O'Shea was great. And that's why we gave him the pass on all the other bad moves because at least you drafted Damon CJ. So you were good there. But Cronin coming right out the gate, swinging and, and making moves. And I'm looking at this young kid. And you said, you know, another guard. Man, I'm looking at potentially, and I'm just looking at how he plays and just from the highlights and the things that he's saying. I'm, mind you, he's hooping against high school kids, so what can you really see? So I'm looking at other things. I'm looking at how he moves with the ball. I'm looking at his mid-range pull-up. I'm looking at where he's pulling up from from three. Uh, I'm looking at the way he's able to finish around the rim with some up-and-unders and stuff like that. His At the, at, at the very best, he, he looks like he can be close to um, – a guy like a T-Mac, long arms, you know what I'm saying, Can is really athletic, can shoot the three, can dribble past you. Low end, you know, he can probably be somewhere like a Gerald Green, you know. But Gerald Green, you know, really explosive, can jump out the gym, can play good defense, but you're not really expecting a lot from him offensively. But Gerald Green would still give you 13, 14 points a night. Like, I still think either one of those things would be really comparable for the Blazers. Now, if he does end up being – something close to T-Mac or, you know, something explosive and, and a bit of a superstar, then it's obviously the home run that I was talking about, you know, earlier. But for the most part, I'm looking at this pick, and he's young, saying, okay, he can develop. Because if Ant, for the first couple of years, it was rocky. We were looking like, okay, this we see that he can play, but he can't, he can't put it together. And then all of a sudden this year, in a losing effort, you're like, okay, he can hoop. We can work with this. Uh, text line. Chimes in, says, uh, nope, he sat out on his own. He knew he was a top 10 pick without playing, and he was right. How about that? Thank Smart. you, Tesla. Yeah. I, I mean, that goes to show kind of that talent level where he's just like, oh, damn, okay, I'm all right. Yeah, I don't need to do – I'm good. You know, and, and, and this is a kid that <laughs> – I don't need to do this This is a kid that potentially, stuff. again, could have been the number one pick for the 2023 draft. Yeah. And was like, I don't want to wait. I'm going now. Well, the and I mentioned – this move with the Blazers history of guards um, that you were wary about them going down that road again. But this is a, kind of one of those moves, sort of like drafting Damian Lillard, is that, man, maybe you have to trust him. You know, if you're drafting a kid out of Weber State, 6-0 overall, there's got to be some buzz about him, right? Yeah. <laughs> about how good of a player he is. If you're drafting a kid 7-0 overall that didn't even play last year for Kentucky. He's 19 years old, super young. There's something to be said about that. Like, hey, like here's Cronin. Like, hey, listen, I know what you guys wanted, what fans wanted. You know, that long wing, a small forward, power forward, the 3 and D guy, that's what would work best with us. But this guy can hoop. He, he can. can get buckets. He's got a 49-inch vertical, like, You'll see when he gets out there why we took him number seven overall. Absolutely. He's he's and again, if you watch the highlights, if you look at what he's done, it's like, man, this kid is really athletic and he can do a lot of things for you, you know. And so um him getting bigger and of course stronger, that's you know, the some things that the that the coaching staff and training staff will do for him once he really gets to the league. 
But I guess the I think another big fear for Portland is the numbers, the draft picks eight through fifty six. Anything eight through fifty six, because if any one of those guys ends up being better than Shaden Sharp, all we're gonna hear forever is, man, we could have had Dyson uh, Dyson Daniels, or we could have had Jalen Williams, or Jalen Duran could have been there, and we decided to go with that's that's the fear. So now. He has to make sure that he is better than the other 51 guys that he was drafted in front of because otherwise, man, Blazer fans are going to always be a little salty that there are certain guys we passed up on. We, we'll, we'll never hear the end of passing on Jordan. We'll never hear the end of passing on Chris Paul. We'll never say, hear the end of passing on uh, Kevin Durant. You know, and so there's just one of those things. So you, if, if, that's, if this happens, then – as Blazer fans, we're going to be really pissed. But I think he's going to be good. Well, yeah, I mean, the Blazers uh, organization, they have an all-time almost team. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You look at the guys that were almost drafted to, to Portland or could have been drafted and they decided to skip over those guys, then, you know. But for the most part, as far as drafting guards, this is why I'm I'm hopeful. Because for the most part, the guards that Portland has drafted, they've worked out really well. You're talking Clyde Drexler. You're talking, uh, obviously, uh, uh, Dame Stoudemire, excuse me, but uh, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum and Brandon Roy. You know, so as far as drafting guards, and for the most part, that's kind of went okay for most of Portland. And and even being able to attain guards, Rod Strickland, um, uh, guys like Kenny Anderson and stuff like that. So we've been able to pick guys up in the past to play the position. So guards is usually the one thing as Blazers that we do really well. All right, we got some texts. In the text line here, passing on Larry Bird. Thank you. Um, did, did anybody pass on Larry Bird, or did they off, didn't Boston like offer him money to sign before he actually got drafted? I don't know. You're gonna have to check the history books on that one. No, I think he signed with Boston before the draft, which is why Magic went first. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. I'd have to look that up. Or the text line can help me. They've been yeah, great please, this morning. Please help. Um, Olshay did not choose Lillard. Do not give him that credit. Well, I mean, he was technically the general manager. It wasn't, when, it wasn't Pritchard, was it? Uh, no, I yeah. mean, Olshay got hired beginning of June 2012. The draft is usually mid-June 2012. So, I mean, he had probably been there for like a week or two. But the stories say that Olshay did not, like, find Lillard and was, like, the, like is credited for oh, man, he discovered him, and he drafted him. Like, everybody was talking about Damian Lillard leading up to him being drafted. He went to workouts and didn't miss a jumper, you know? And it was <laughs> yeah. like, everybody was like, man, he didn't miss a jumper in workouts. Yeah, and Olshay just, I mean, that team, right place, right time, and he got credit for it. So, yes, text line, no, I'm not giving Olshay credit, all right? I won't give I him credit. I won't give Olshay credit for anything, however. I wasn't however, serious. I wasn't serious. Yeah. I guess just CJ then? An ant? Everybody else has been trashed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, things are going to change eventually. Um, It looks like they're changing. Right. And so I think that's the hopeful part. You know, the the trade happened. The sun came out. It's like, okay, brand new day. Here we go. Can you feel it? I can. And shout out to uh, 1080 The Rust. Jeff Rust texted in. I'm okay with them drafting a guard because at least he has some size and length. He's 6'5 or 6'6, not a 6'2 guard. Very true. Bingo. And you've been pairing your, your your backcourt all the time with these guys that are six, six foot three, one. Six two, you know, yeah. and when you're playing against other guards that the, the uh, Anthony Edwards of the NBA that are six five, six six two guards, yeah, it's gonna be a problem. All right. Let's uh finish up this hour with uh, something fun. The tables have turned when it comes to uh 
Blazer fans and photoshops, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Catching players in other jerseys. It's finally happened to us in a good way. We'll get to that next on Sports Sunday, 1080 The Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Sports Sunday, Joe Fisher, Rashad Taylor here with you. As much as I'd like to say Mike is boar hunting, he's hunting uh, a stronger immune system at the moment. Hopefully our uh, boy will be back with us in a couple of weeks. Hopefully this week you'll be back in the building for prime time. Yeah, man. I mean, it's... it's uh, Bro, I'm like Neo out ev- here dodging COVID Everybody, in it's important to please... Keep yourself safe still. Like, I mean, I totally understand that the mask mandate is over for the most part. And so everybody is roaming free and it's awesome. But people are still getting getting sick left and right and right and left. And these are people that are fully vaccinated and boosted up and all type of stuff. And it's still it's still happening. So just please do your best. Keep yourself safe. Uh, if you share still sharing stuff like cigarettes and stuff to smoke and pens and all type of things straws then i would probably not anymore well you know oops after last night right no and that's the thing you know (laughs) you know the cold part like if if you if you smoke you know uh if you medicate in any way right um in most cases like you're just sharing the same doobie you're sharing the sharing the same blunt you guys are just passing around it's been licked on and spit on. Ah, we've been doing that for all, years. For, and guess what? Nobody ever said a word. <laughs> Never batted an eyelash at it. Random people, random people that we don't even know, <laughs> that we don't even know. It's like, oh, you want to you hit this? Oh, yeah, man, sure, man. <laughs> like, not even thinking about it, you know? So now maybe take a little more time to think about what we do it what we do before we do it. Just uh, Oh, man, that's so true. Yeah, someone's rolling up, and it's basically the wrap is dripping wet because <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh gross. Well, Rashad, do we uh can this? We might. Well, this is a pretty big this is a pretty big what if. So, I think <laughs> I think I think it deserves a a full uh, dude, a this, full segment. It cracks me up. This definitely it's hilarious seeing this because again, it's the tables have turned. We're going to get to this in the next hour, but I will uh preview it this. Kevin Durant, a Portland Trailblazer. It could have happened. Can it still happen? I mean, never probably never. not. Yeah. But we'll have fun because uh, Damian Lillard and Yusuf Nurkic had some fun on their social media with the idea of Durant in Portland. So we'll catch up, get back on the clock. We'll get to that. Keep texting us in. It looks like the text line woke up in that last segment talking about Shane and Sharp. So keep texting us, 503-250-1080. And we'll get to our number two. Started off with uh, the fun off-season photoshopping that it seems like every team does and every player is in a different jersey somewhere. Let's get to that because it's happening for the Blazers now. Next on Sports Sunday, 1080 The Fan. Members. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 